0: And here we are, New Wave Academy boys making some noise. How are we doing? We've got Noah, Tommy, Dan. Look at that! The studio cannot contain themselves. What is going on in the world, guys? Talk to me. Not a lot. Not a lot, <laughs> to
1: be Yeah, no. Just, um, I just got back from IMF. Uh No. Then they got
0: the t-shirt. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready for hopefully fighting in March. Um,
0: so with the IMAP, who were you out supporting? And that was one of your guys at Kenji? Yeah, it? Kenny. Well, we called him Ken- Kenny.
1: Kenny, yeah, Kenny it's Ken- Rugen. Kenny Rujan, but Kenny, Kenny you know, yeah. We always called him Kenny because ain't no one saying Kenny Rujan when you're cornering <laughs> It's too many syllables. Four syllables, it's too many. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Too, really. <laughs> no yeah. more than two, like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even Ken. Ken, sometimes, sometimes Ken.
1: Ken. But yeah, no, we were out there because he was fighting. Um, and then, yeah, I went out to help corner because Tommy couldn't make it. So I went out
0: there, yeah. So what was the preparation like for that? Because obviously the back-to-back fight, potentially like tournament structure versus a one-off fight Mm, is always a different mm, sort of mm. dynamic. How do you plan for that? It's kind
1: of like learning on the job, really, because I'd never done anything like that before. Um, So it was just literally just about taking one day at a time. Because if you're looking too far ahead, you're looking past people Mm. and then it's just, that's just stupid. Mm. Um, So it's just about, obviously there's no weight cutting or anything like that. So it's just about just just keeping them calm and relaxed, trying to reinforce them that it's like, there's no one really watching it's not like there's a massive crowd here mm. it's just like more of a relaxed environment
0: you can really shine in that um, I like the shin guards are uh, amateur yeah 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 oh guys? they don't but do after nothing after a fight like it's just like your legs just take punishment the shin like guards a... are like
1: like that thin though they did nothing oh yeah they, just have they to did shine. nothing yeah
2: yeah it's just there for sponsorship about, um, purposes I think Jonas um, Jonas Grace hmm. who fought for the uh, Fight Star, he just won the Fight Star, um Championship the amateur one at To Away I think he checked like I think he only checked two kicks, but his leg blew up, man, like massively. Oh, serious? Yeah, yeah. So shin guards, of course, I think they'd make a big difference, but yeah, you don't, no, fighters don't really check leg kicks mm. like loads, man. Yeah, and and especially in MMA, like, yeah. No. No. especially obviously yeah. those leg breaks and stuff. It's yeah, you know, just get your leg out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> take a step back. I and mean, what's interesting from like a
0: sponsor point of view, like we're saying there, like MMA's still got that kind of brutal, light and like, mm. the public sort of side of things, but you see the more padded up, everything mm-hmm. else, is more. I'd say marketable for like the mainstream, the Karens and everything, the ones who kick off about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. so have a couple of patches here and there, you know, it gives it more of a business side of things, but again, from a efficiency, you know, aspiring machine guards is man. trying to grapple with them, Yeah. 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 you either have shin guards that are too thick, you can't grapple with them, yeah. or too thin, they don't protect your legs, yeah, yeah, so which yeah, one is it, you
3: yeah. know yeah. absolutely mental, and Mr. Professional Fighter, undefeated, how are we feeling? Yeah, good, good, <laughs> I've been enjoying a enjoying week off, you know, as uh, was well needed, so. Has it sunk in yet? Yeah, it's sunk in after <laughs> a few days. Like, you know, I'm just I'm just glad to start this new part of my journey now, you know. like. I mean, this is where it gets
0: really interesting, because your amateur career was just tough fights after tough yeah, fights after tough yeah, fights. Yeah, a lot of ups yeah. and downs. Yeah. You well, know, that's, it's but... just so much, like, hard to gauge where you're at as well, because mm. when you make progression in the gym, you're like, I'm oh, the man, you know, I'm doing all right, you know, yeah. against this level guys, and you're against someone else who's way more experienced for some
3: reason. You think, yeah. Oh, up and down. Like, at the time, like, when I was going through, like, you know, the losses and that. In a way, I'm kind of grateful because in the long term, I know it's going to do, do me well, you know. And all the fights I had for amateur were competitive, mm. you know. Mm. They're all, all solid uh, opponents that I fought. So I know it's going to serve me well in the long run. And, uh, yeah.
0: One thing I want to ask, though, in the locker room beforehand, before walking out for this pro fight, yeah. did it feel any different?
3: No, no, I would say that I'd had the same anticipation that I've had for my previous fights, you know. So I didn't really feel a difference in, in nerves or, you know, obviously there was, like, you know, I was aware, you know, it's, you know, it's a different stage of my career, but I was, I was ready, you know. You looked at it as well. When it came yeah. to the,
0: the actual finish, what really interesting was when you're in the mount. this is the pro versus amateur kind of difference, yeah. is you're not just losing you're not trying to just finish it there and then you're trying yeah. to pin and trap trying to keep your base things like that but you're not just defensively with it you're mm. proactive and aware that composure I think is a huge difference yeah. and that's got to be just trained over and over again that kind of mentality
3: well the way I approach my fights is like if I'm in a position like that I don't want to give them anything so even if I'm in mount and you know people usually do just like rain down punches yeah. like, and they still cover up <laughs> I, I, I want to do damage so, if I can if pin an arm, you know, I heard them in the corner like, oh, trap the tra- tra- arm, trap the arm. I just automatically done it because I drill it all the time in training mm. and I was just unloading punches and I was like, oh, it can help it now. And I, like, I stopped <laughs> midway for an hour and we didn't <laughs> land clean and I just, just went back punching and it just, matter of time, really. For... It felt
0: nice, like punching in four hours.
3: Yeah, yeah. I my knuckle hurt a bit for a couple yeah. hours mm-hmm. after this. Yes. Yeah, my index, mm-hmm. right.
0: With the elbows, and I imagine it'd be quite a strange thing to throw in a fight because the range yeah, is literally yeah. half of your arm length. So mm. it's
3: like, I'm in range, I'm also kind of not. You think, I'm going elbow from him. Like, Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where you got yeah, on the knees yeah. as well as the head. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not quite reasonable. Yeah, I couldn't quite get the angle on it. Like It's more like my forearm landed and then I was like, Back fuck it. Punches, yeah. 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 So. But that's it though. Yeah. but it's just incredible
0: I'm so happy for you to say like when you Thank see you. someone through that side of their career where you're getting like the tough fights yeah. uh, not quite almost uh, that little bit then you see you shine a moment we're uh, so having yeah. this conversation in the car, in the car it? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was like Noah's never had an easy fight like
1: not mm-hmm. one even before mm-hmm. he came to New Ave, he was 0 and 4 every single fight was tough mm-hmm. like so I said if anyone deserves to fight like with all due respect like uh, mm-hmm. can, it's Noah Yeah. like he needed that I feel like yeah. just like especially entering his pro career. So I feel like mm. that was a good way to start.
0: But this is where it's interesting for MMA versus boxing. Because in boxing, they'll just feed you cans and bums. And like, so 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 like, 15, fights. Oh, like 15 fights, 20 fights. It's almost yeah. like not the wrong way of doing it. It doesn't mm. really fill the right case because you're meant to be tested and be pushed mm. and you work out, like lifting weights. Okay, that's too heavy. That's too light. Mm-hmm. Okay, we work out where we're at. If yeah. you so start so softly, I'm lifting these two kilos. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's going on? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But then you just get this false sense of I'm this level, and you start mm-hmm. questioning things. But no, gauging that, then you're starting to build up because now when you're pro, yeah, this record has more weight to it now. Mm. You can yeah, even when you're late down the line for coaching and like PTs, you know, mm. this and no, or this record and the so on and so forth, it's got so much more mm. leverage sort of thing. Tommy so as well, from a coaching point of view, yeah. in your own train, how are you finding that sort of split? Um,
2: I think I've taken a massive back step from the training side because I love like I love giving like, to these guys so much. Like, seeing Noah come at 0-4, and and I remember when he fought, like, Stefano, for example, I knew he was ready for pro then because he lost the first round, and we gave... I can't remember what instructions I gave him, but he adapted and changed, and, and just seeing that, I knew, yeah, he's ready for pro now. Got guys like Hamza coming through, and there's a good core team of, like, maybe seven fighters now, and I'm really, like determined to have a pro team Mm -hmm. so we've got two we've got Festus or Ohulu now as well and even the fight the preparation for like Mike Ekandeo. it's the first Mm -hmm. time we've I've had to do prep like that with such a high profile fight a guy who's like so good in one area and we I told Festus you're going to be very bored at the end of this camp but there's no way he's going to choke you you know he won't be able to take you down at will and we'll get the win And, and, and he did so um I love it I'm getting quite like obsessed with my goal of it, of having this pro team and I think we're probably one year away from having everyone at pro like six or seven guys
0: there yeah that's mm. fantastic you hear about like Dan Hardy talking about his time away from the UFC after he finished fighting mm-hmm. and that kind of analysis and that studying and being mm-hmm. so involved in the sport but being retired or not not being retired but not being as active but yeah. so focused still is that fantastic kind of energy cuz you're so involved in it mm-hmm. but you're not too punchy you can actually deliver that information as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. But you can also like I think by not training you cuz when you train I I feel for me I always needed to have a bit of ego especially doing MMA. So by not feeling like an active fighter really I don't have any ego with it it's all about them. And I do feel with a lot of coaches they make it a bit about themselves. Mm. So having it taken a step back and making it all about them and I think they benefit from, from me just making it about them and not having my own my own nonsense caught up in it, you know. We
0: well, keep it personal at that point. Otherwise mm-hmm. it becomes these sort of cookie cutter gyms where everyone's the same style, yes. everyone's yeah. the same take down, the same the same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. They let them have their own sort of creative sort of flow with it. Yeah. Now regards of what you said there, regards Noah's thing from Amateur to Pro, mm-hmm. that composure in the corner, is that mm-hmm. one of your key sort of points for knowing when someone's better to that transition? What's your criteria as such?
2: Um yeah, I think it's uh, I think the difference between pro and amateur is I think the pros they can they adapt if if things don't go well they they know the adjustments they need to make mid fight, and it's also the they pull the trigger just that bit quicker. Mm. So, um, for example, with Hamza's last fight, we were telling him on on whenever you break from the clinch you need to strike, and that's when he was getting caught. The the guy's success was he'd he'd break and then the guy would throw and we send Hamza like. Strike on the break. And we drill this in the gym all the time. You guys, we, yeah, all the I've time. Seen, I've seen Tommy literally, no, literally like, he was like, in the, one
1: of the beginners classes. Mm. He literally screamed. It's like very rare you see Tommy screaming. Like he's, he's normally like, he gets told he's too quiet. Yeah. But he literally screamed at these guys and made him do
2: 20 burpees. He's like, you're fucking embarrassing. <laughs> because they didn't. They didn't. It's it was, one of it your was, main philosophies. Yeah, it's, strike on, it's stri- strike on the break. Because there's like, you see like Daniel Cormier used it so mm. well against John Jones and stuff. It's Super. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can always get like good. Um, some of your best shots are going to be there. And for example, the point I'm making though is because he didn't, he didn't do that. He wasn't able to take that on board. I wouldn't say he's ready because mm. he didn't make that adjustment. And that's what it is for me: pulling the trigger that much quicker and then being able to make adjustments
0: mid-fight. Well, definitely. When it comes to like, the striking the clinch, it's that sort of MMA blending style mm-hmm. thing. Something that people miss out on quite a lot when they do individual disciplines, because that's something only really. Somewhat in other sports, mainly MMA, is when you're in that exchange, you feel that like your wizard's coming out, you're in that little mm-hmm. bit of a pocket still. People miss that fact. In clinching range is your jab range. It's always, it gets yeah, messy. Yeah. That's where you get these shots blending, to set these takedowns up to defend them, all this sort of stuff. They create this sort of calculated chaos. Mm-hmm. The Gauge is very good for that sort of thing. And you see yeah. most people mm-hmm. create that intentional, unsettling thing. You'll have these false grips or any real connection mm-hmm. to create these reactions. It's always just, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, horrendous it's like you get
2: clean elbows off them yeah, good yeah. knees like, it's,
0: it's big opportunities in, in those positions you know the biggest thing I think is the aggression from the outside looking in for spectators for judges mm-hmm. especially you see they're throwing they're always mm-hmm. throwing always landing they're always looking aggressive I mean whether or not it's going to score whether it's not going to do much damage you're being proactive and the person taking those shots is going to know mm-hmm. even tag for tag okay now I'm down mm-hmm. wanting to get my own back and, this. and it even um, mm-hmm. it even
1: messes people up from a psychological point as well if you if you Often people use a disengagement from a clinch as a reset. Mm-hmm. So often you see there's so much, like people are clinching, they separate and then they both mm-hmm. do have like a little half beat yeah. before they engage again. If you crack someone on the exit of a clinch, you've now disrupted their mm-hmm. disengagement mm-hmm. and now you've now got momentum on them. Mm-hmm. So I think
0: psychologically, it pays us such a big factor into fights. Mm. Like you're saying there, those sort of unsaid rest points, mm-hmm. you can, like take someone down, a bit of a scrum, back to your feet, you can't mm-hmm. just pretend you're fainting, but you just... Yeah, dying a little bit inside. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you put that pressure back on, you know they're fucked as well. Yeah, kind mm. of just gauge it. And it's always a bit of a. You got to remember, they're more tired than you are. Or mm. bit,
1: yeah, yeah. The thing is, everyone's tired when you're in there. It's just about how much you can push for it, isn't it?
0: How much you show. Yeah, everyone it. gets tired. Everyone's tired.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure every cornerman is like between the second and third round. Yeah. He's tired. Yeah. Everyone's saying like, he's
3: tired, he's tired. I bet you're tired of you're of Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's saying it. He's tired. They're saying he's tired. Mm. I think that's another thing to be aware of as well. Like, transitioning from amateur to pro is like the duration of the, mm. the rounds. Like, okay, it's like only two minutes longer, but it's still it's a lot. Like, five minutes mm. It's a long time. Oh, it's almost another round. Or by, well,
2: by the time you've done two rounds at pro, you've done more than three rounds at amateur. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Back to back as well, like the, the round break in between. Yeah. And this is something that people don't quite appreciate. It's the pacing of it, which is so mm-hmm. ambiguous. Mm-hmm. You see, like, kickboxing where it's just back-to-back, like, minute, minute, yeah. two-minute rounds. Two you minutes. Pass, so you, just your load. Mm-hmm. you get boxing, like, two minutes, like, 12 rounds, like, steady, steady, building up. Muay Thai, especially, where it's paced up, building up, building up. MMA is either everything or nothing, and there's yeah. somewhere in between you find that sweet spot. And, like, with the rounds at the gym, I imagine you guys are doing, you're doing five-minute rounds as normally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, what are those rounds like? Is it going to be an absolute sprint. I mean, you know you've got five or six in like, a really long
2: day. But you also <laughs> know in the gym, right, if you're really tired, you can take the next round off, potentially, yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Now, I think cage size is a big, big one. I, I, have you ever been inside a UFC-sized cage? It's massive. It's no. huge. And you come back to, like, these cages on these local shows, and... yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, tiny. Yeah, and yeah. It, it does it does suit the grappler, you know? Mm. It always suits the gra- When you get to the bigger cage, it's going to make a big difference, yeah. you know. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. Less distance to cover.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, it changes so. this sort of strategy. So, again, if you're very much cage-orientated, mm-hmm. you have to find a way of using the open space to create those opportunities. Because to an extent, if you keep pushing back far enough they hit the wall, but mm-hmm. when you've got five plus meters to cover, yeah. they're yeah. only going to run back for so long, especially at pro level. Like. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, they're going to notice a circle. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to do. Taking out in the open and keeping them down is just another sort of challenge anyway. Yeah. I think an amateur, you start developing a style, and you need to find a way of applying that. Again, if your amateur style is all cage-based takedowns, mm-hmm. mm. again in pro, more than capable of working, but it's understanding that distance and mm. that pacing and that timing. And again, this is where for yourself yeah. used to three-minute rounds, that kind of pace. To first mm. one at five. Mm. Yeah. Now, what are you thinking? There's 15 minutes in this. Are you thinking, okay, let's get it done sharpish. Mm. What are you thinking? You know, what I mean, how 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 were you even thinking about pacing it when you even started going out that round?
3: Well, like, well, for me, I I feel like the <coughs> pro like. The rounds they suit me better for my style mm. than it did for amateur no, definitely because like i feel as well like towards and an then the end of like the first round for example you know i'd really find my pace and i'm, I'm able to go all day I'm, I'm confident to to go three fives like all day mm. like even my my last amateur fight i think you were there the um mm. for the title like the five rounds i, I felt fine but like, i wasn't gassed at all mm. You
0: know. That's what composure, that's what always astounds me because all the fights I've had, the adrenaline dump is horrendous. Yeah. And it's like it's not even cardio, it's just just lead. It's like Mm. how do you even prepare for that kind of thing? And that's Mm. something in different stages of your careers, different positions. Mm. Managing these emotions, managing Mm. the individual fighters' needs, schedules, and these kind of things. Like Mm. one question I'm gonna ask you guys, strength and conditioning. Mm. So obviously sports specific stuff where it's like just more and more rounds. But yeah. The wear and tear, the damage risk there, mm. weights, time versus what you're doing what you're not doing. Where do you guys sort of how you rules them down? What we'll is start with you? The strength conditioning for MMA. What you sort of, what's your like, philosophy on that side?
1: Um, I pretty much the last like six months, before the last six months I've been working with uh, this guy called Marlon Anthony, who I've, I've known him for about six years, but he's probably the most intelligent guy I know when it comes to the human body, how it works and in terms of getting the most out of it. Before I started working with him, I thought I had an idea of I know my mm. stuff when it comes to strength for this thing like I, I, I can get myself in shape I mm. can get the most in- no 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 <laughs> mm. I was so injury prone like Tommy will tell you Like me and Tommy are, we're called like like glass, we're yeah. made of glass yeah. yeah like since I've been working with him Touchwood, last six months I've not had a single major injury I've had like a hyper extended elbow I think that's it that can happen yeah <laughs> like that's it and I feel like I push way harder now um, so I pretty much just leave it in his hands like it's all science-based. Nothing's left to guesswork. Nutrition, I feel like, is a massive part as well. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you're doing all the right stuff for strength and conditioning, but your nutrition's dog water, like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to balance out. You're going you're gonna to get injured or it's, you're not getting the most out of it. Again, same thing if, you got, if your nutrition's on point. Sorry. sorry. If sorry. your nutrition's on point, but then you're, um, your strength and conditioning is just very, like, half-assed, again, you're not really getting the most out of it. So when I feel like you're, they're both firing together, um, and it also depends on your style. Like, for example, mine and Noah's styles, they're chalk and cheese. Like, he's more of like a grinder, wears you down. Um, that, my, I'm more, like, explosive. Mm. So our strength and conditioning would be completely different. Mm. His point is him doing loads of, like, plyometrics and box jumps and those kind of things mm. um, and medicine ball slams and things like that because so it doesn't complement his style. So, you know I mean, his, for him, he would probably do more, like, isometric holds, yeah. whereas I would do more plyometrics. So
0: you're sort of doubling down in your strength instead of building. Yeah. With mm-hmm.
1: Of course back. you work on your weaknesses as well because you have to have a way around it. But in terms of like Priorities getting goals. the most out of your style, I feel like mm-hmm.
0: you have to, have to aid it mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. In regards of like output and like effort wise, so like RP for example, like mm-hmm. say if you're doing your athletic conditioning, say three, four times a week, twice a week, what sort of... How, how, how
1: do um, you I do I do three times a week.
0: And what's the RP r- 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 sort of one being like nothing until 10 being like flat out red lines? Sort of thing. Uh, it
1: depends because... It depends how far you're away from the fight. Um, and again, I leave it all down to Marlon. Um, so whatever he he has it in phases. So the first two phases are all about building strength. Um, and then after that, it's about um, taking the strength and turning it into power, mm-hmm. by adding an acceleration. And then I think it's the last week or the last two weeks, it's all about um we're now dropping pretty much the weights and it's all just about explosive plyometrics and then isometric holds as well mm-hmm. so the muscles are still firing with loads so we did loads of things like he would load a stupid amount of weight on a deadlift so i can't mm-hmm. pick up the ground but i'm still driving fully for like 10 seconds so mm-hmm. the muscles are engaging but they're not getting the load so you're not getting the wear the wearing right. mm-hmm. exactly so we did loads of that accompanied with like bodyweight plyometrics um that's what i found to work for me so far
0: no, that's interesting. So the reason we sort of going through this and go through you guys as well with mm. this sort of thing is more just priority, actual influence in your actual game and the way it sort of not interferes but blends in with your actual normal mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. skill training. Because this is something where fall in the trap of going so hard on the fitness side of it, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you think that's gonna take away the sport specific condition. You think, oh, I've got do miles, do sprints, they turn around, different, mm. no, different, mm. different well, yeah, <laughs> completely different, <laughs> different gravy. What are you? Tell me. What's your sort of thoughts on strength and conditioning? I
2: always like. I don't like guys running. I think it's really bad for your knees. I think it's just bad for your body doing road running. I've or never, well. never been a fan of it. So, I think guys could get most of their like cardio based stuff from their rounds. Like, do loads of like, like BJJ rounds, loads of wrestling rounds. I think you're not going to get better cardio than a wrestling session. Like, you're not even if you're fit and then you do wrestling. You're still, it's still going to be tiring. If you haven't wrestled and you're fit from jujitsu. I just don't think you'll be fit enough for wrestling
0: mm-hmm. so I
2: for me I think with cardio I always do rounds and I'm a big fan of like um, compound lifting mm-hmm. and that's, that's just more based on how um, I am as an athlete anyway I'm, I'm quite explosive and I'd always I'd always gas in the mm-hmm. third yeah. round that third round's always a problem but talk about the third round that's alright yeah <laughs> but, uh, we go up a fight only two rounds alright yeah but <right>? But it's um yeah, so me, I'm a big fan of just compound lifting, um build build your strength up and I'd say three times a week and yeah, get all your cardio from your rounds. and because you 'cause you're gonna you'll grow much more from doing um doing rounds anyway. I'm a big fan of just getting loads mm. of rounds in.
0: With your compounds, you're doing like a powerlifting style thing, right? Yeah, like, like, like heavy and like low rounds. Yeah. Big big fan of like clean and press, clean, deadlift. Okay, my yeah. big styles as well. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Well you know, what sort of things have you found
3: work? So for like the past eight, eight weeks, I'd say Several months, I started doing compound, compound lifting like twice a week, and then I would do endurance, um, endurance lifting. So it's my own. Didn't don't have a strength and conditioning coach yet, but that's something I'm looking to do yeah, going yeah, Everyone, everyone so to get involved, you know. <laughs> <bold, laughs> <bold, laughs> <and, and> Beat my <laughs> so It's what I need to, um, you know, get to that high level. But that's the last several months, really, just uh, twice a week of compound lifting endurance based exercises and then with the cardio um i would i would do running like twice a week but on top of that i'll be doing hill sprints and uh swimming as well mm-hmm. so just like different types of cardio just to mix it up a bit because I, I think running like if you just do running for cardio mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it doesn't really push your um a yeah, different systems, yeah. sort of thing. I think yeah. it's sort of old school. Mm. Yeah, it I is. think that's more, more than
1: anything. You'll yeah, see cool. it like the like old school fighters used to do because they didn't really know any better. Mm. It's mm. Just like, how do I get my lungs to work? I'll yeah. It run.
0: Yeah, every everything, every, every training is um, a long run. Yeah. you're sparring to knock, knock each other out. You know, that's like yeah. the fight. Yeah, it's like the worst kind of fight. Yeah. That's that's yeah. real sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everything's horrible, yeah. and miserable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, like even cutting weight, is just sauna suit on, mm. run or sit in the it sauna. Yes, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah, it's it's high impact for your knees as well. Like and when you take everything into account, wrestling, all they're trying to do is sparring. It's hard on yeah, your, your body. Your knees
2: don't need any much, any more damage. No, they don't, yeah. they don't need it. Yeah. That's yeah. why like
1: half half of the game these days like has. Dodgy knees. Yeah. It's because of that arse awesome. like,
0: what? Well, wait, pound, pound number one. He doesn't run. He can't walk on concrete. Yeah. yeah. He walks on grass. it's nuts, doesn't. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. word. His yeah. knees are yeah. finished. He can't walk down the stairs properly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> He's pound for number one. Do you really want to be there? <laughs> yeah. This is kind of the point, though. And when it comes very interesting, so I touched on there, hmm. is now you're pro. Yeah. You're training at amateur, you're training at pro now. What is the difference there? Do you fix what isn't broken? Do you make changes? Do you add these things? What do you think <clears> of that?
3: Well, I think really I just need um, a, a specific strength conditioning mm. coach is what will really take me forward, you know. But even back in amateur, I always had a professional approach mm. to my training. But mm. like I'd I always train six days a week leading really up to fights two, two to three t- times a day during the weekdays. And I would even work, I would choose to work part-time so that it wouldn't interfere with my training. Mm. So it hasn't... I haven't really had to make any more sacrifices because I made those during mm. amateur. So that, that's it really going forward.
0: From a coaching point of view, regards mm. of a pro's training schedule versus an amateur's, and I say schedule very importantly, mm. how would you change that around? Would you go more specific? I so say with um, Mike and Dave, yes. where it's like game planning, say, yeah. things like that, do you reckon those are still relevant or... Is that I, not the I, I, I'm... I think I treat them all
2: a game plan for all of them. It's not like oh, just because it's a amateur, you're, I'm gonna give you less time and we're not going to to strategize. There's always there's always a, a strategy for me. So for me, I always take a professional approach with all of them. Um, like with with Mike, that Mike fight, for example. Like Jonas had a fight as well. We we're, stra- we're strategizing for that guy because he fought um, CFA. I can't remember the guy's surname, but he was he's six and oh, I think. Mm. So we needed a strategy for that. We knew it was five rounds. I know Jonas grows into the fight. So we planned for that. We planned for different rounds. It's the same with um, Festus and Mike. We planned for different rounds. We, I knew we might lose the first one. But I said, I know you can finish him at any any point or something. So there, <laughs> I guess generally there would be a difference. But for me, there's not. Because I expect people to be training twice a, twice a day if you want this. Because for me, I'm I think <clears throat> if you're fighting amateur, you're fighting... Mm amateur to fight pro, right? Yeah, yeah
0: it's practice.
2: Yeah, yeah. and so you, you should be training twice a day, in my opinion. You yeah. should be doing your morning sessions and your evening sessions. And the thing is, the level of amateurs nowadays is it's like high. It's so it's high. So so it's not, f- like f- not like how it used to be. No, it's like, amateurs now. I think, oh, that, I think that amateurs would now would be... There's some UFC guys 20 years ago, 25 years ago, yeah, I, I think. So. You mm. know? So...
1: The level's crazy. The level's
2: really high. I see some things, some things in fights, I I don't get how the guy did it sometimes, you know? Mm. The level's amazing. I love it. I think UK MMA has come such a long way. MMA in general has. Mm. Um, I like how everything's just blended now. You're not seeing, you're seeing less of guys, oh, it's a boxer versus... Mm. um, Yeah, you're not getting that. It's just full MMA now. People are good everywhere.
0: You have to be prepared everywhere. Mm like evolution. A lot of it is people starting with MMA, mm-hmm. They're not yeah. starting with anything else. And again, it becomes the standard. We used to be known for, we where UK we can't wrestle so mm-hmm. forth. But no, it's Arnold Allen, all these other like yeah. high-level wrestlers. No man, you know what I mean. The big guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw yeah. <laughs> them ones. And it becomes this sort of thing where we're learning from grassroots mm-hmm. the dos and don'ts. These law, lo- these mistakes people made time and time again have been not fizzled out, but they've already been thought of or mm-hmm. been taken to account of. Do you coach children?
2: Yeah. You see some of the kids now, like, the way they can blend their mm. boxing into their takedowns and go straight into, like, their, like, jiu stuff. Mm. And even, mm. like, they get the ground and pound mm. to the body. They're, they're so sharp with it now.
0: Some kids are very, like, they take the movements very naturally. Yes. It's quite strange. Like, say, yeah. you're sh- teaching kids to do a double leg shoot. Oh, my God. It is interesting. Some mm-hmm. just wrestling yeah. just spiking and easing is in the pain. Yeah. like that oh it's yeah. painful. It like painful you know bro. what I mean <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> like bro please your cockers always don't need that right are <laughs> gonna need that
1: well that's the thing like with kids they're, they're literally like like sponges yeah every mm. kid is a sponge like mm. it just depends on how much of a sponge they are so it's so important to teach kids correctly. Mm. It's like you can really tell the difference when a, when a kid is taught correctly and when a kid isn't. Mm. It's like the kids in our program now, are like, le-. we were having this conversation yeah. on the way here. Like, their level is insane. Like, I'm seeing scrambles between these mm. two kids, literally like this big. And I'm, I, started, I started giving them a round of applause, like mid-round, literally. I lost my mm. mind. It's insane, the level now.
0: Now, when you're coaching kids, would you mm. go on more specifics of techniques like we're with adults? Or just a position and let you be creative? What's, where would you kind of prioritize that? So when when I coached the um, MMA program, I got this
1: this structure from Tommy. Um, is I'd, I'd do it over over a, like a, like a full week patch, like mm. four to six weeks depending on the, um, the concept. And I used to teach, when I was teaching the, the MMA, I was teaching, I was trying to stick with a the theme, but I'd kind of teach it um, just trying to round their yeah. game off. But since I started teaching like this, I spent four weeks on a double leg. I spent four weeks Mm. on a single leg. I spent four weeks on mount, four weeks on back attack, four weeks on clinch. We're just moving on to um, uh, wall work now. Mm. I said to them we're spending eight weeks on this because it's a concept they've not Mm. dealt with before. Their level has just gone Mm. through the roof because they're able to – it's not so scatty for them. They know exactly what they're doing, and you can see from when you start it, so when you finish it, mm. the progression between like how they leveled up from point A to, 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 to point B and, and everything th- between.
2: I think when you teach things as a concept, you really get them to grasp the concept, the basics of the concept. And then there is room for them to play around with that concept mm. because it's a concept and not just a move. Mm-hmm. You have the base of the concept, which are the moves. But because it's a concept, as long as they're working within that concept, they get to have their own area of expression. And that, that's, how I, that's how I teach these guys. Yeah. I teach everything's concept-based. Yeah. So even if, for example, we're talking about um, striking off, off the clinch, I'm not telling you what to throw. Mm. You're going to do that. Kenny's more likely to throw a kick. Noah's more likely to throw a jab and go back into a double leg. You know, Dan's more likely to throw a one-two and then back off. Mm. No. So you don't have to throw. I'm not going to
0: say oh, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But here's like the, the canvas. You do what you want to do. Yeah, right exactly. Mm. Exactly. And where it's tricky when it comes to kids is like, you can tell the ones who want to be there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, everyone's like, you're too soft coated like, Yeah, fire, exactly. I don't can. want you here. you not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot
1: characters as well, man. You get some mad characters. remember like, Galleon, though. Oh, his, do you remember his yeah, first yeah, session? Yeah, There's
2: yeah. one kid, his first session, I was like, you look at him, you think <laughs> it's going to be impossible. He he would get frustrated, then he'd just lay, like, just flop down and let's lay there and you wouldn't be able to move him. If you throw, throw like, a jab, he'd throw 10 punches and they wouldn't, there'd be windmills. Just, yeah. like, oh just... But now, uh, but, but it even gets, it even get
1: crazier than that. Like, like as soon as you faced a, like a little bit of adversity, he'd start crying. They start crying. There were yeah. times where like you'd be like talking and demonstrating, he'd just walk up someone, bang him in the face. Yeah, he was, he, he was like a bit of a lost cause. And I remember we had a meeting about potentially like, like what we're gonna do. Yeah. With. yeah. But you look at him now, he's amazing. He, he's, incredible. he's incredible, and he's one of the most loved kids in, in the yeah. gym.
2: Like, he's really good. He's incredible. It's like it's a true like testament to like how you can just flip it around. Like, I, lo- I love I love seeing what what this sport does. Um, mm. for Adults and children just on a for their characters. Mm. We're talking about no, like Noah's character development. Like, yeah, I remember, yeah. like when he was 0 and 4 and he came in, he was like he he wasn't not the most confident of no, people. No, very no. quiet, very shy, and then. Yeah. As he's grown and matured, he much more vocal. I've seen like people are near him on the mats. He's like, oh, "Guys, move!" You know, and it, it, he needs to be <laughs> yeah. confident to to tell people to move in in that way as well. So, and it's the same with with the kids as well. You see see them like just just grow, and um, you get the ones who are quite arrogant become more humble. The Ones that are very shy become mm-hmm. you know they become more confident. It's, I love it. You know? It's a good platform for it. And again, mm-hmm. like when it
0: comes to like, when you are bit older, like taking a few knocks, I'm like, not made of glass. Mm-hmm. Right? Look, i can confirm it, balanced now. It's actually all right. Now it's fine. And like same mm-hmm. with no same when he was like, like 0 and 4, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. When you're off to a losing start, yeah. you're already like, is this even for me? Mm-hmm. Is this what I'm doing? Am I even confident in my own abilities now? But then things start coming together a bit more. Oh, oh now I've got this. Oh, I had that success mm-hmm. there. Oh, this actually was working now. I can actually have confidence in what I'm saying now. Cool. And then things start making more sense. Because if you're preaching something and you're not delivering on it, mm-hmm. even you're going to be like, something's not quite adding up mm. and yeah. you start mm. fixing this puzzle and then when you start coaching off of that kind of experience like mm. my career so far hasn't been fantastic mm. say, one in three so far tough fights. Mm. but again mm. it's like I've known now I know when I speak to people who come off an early loss that level of empathy of it's not a bigger deal. You've mm-hmm. seen the clip with Cowboy in like an amateur fight, and he's like so upset. He's like, how do you think it feels getting knocked out in front of everyone? Like, millions mm. of people, mm. getting yeah, shouldered yeah. by McGregor, and everyone's yeah, laughing, yeah. And making memes out of you. Mm. Yeah. It's calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I, I saw your last fight. I watched it on YouTube, on Battle Arena. And like, I think, even though it wasn't the result you wanted, mm. it was a good competitive fight, and I feel like you I could think. really build off from it. Mm. Like, And that's, those are the sort of fights you want. For amateur like mm. may not go your way mm. but there are fights that are well matched and you can build up from and you have a great team as well, well thank you so long. you're going you're yeah. going in the right direction you. and I, i've been there with the you know rocky rocky start but you know when, yeah. when i moved to new wave like gave the whole effort you know both ways and i've just been able to make a you know whole turn turn around really i think you it know?
2: says it says a lot about your mentality to be 0 and 4, and not quit, but mm. I think oh, I'm gonna change something. I think that's a, that's a it is like a winner's mentality to think oh, I'm 0 and 4. You could quit, but it's like oh, I'm gonna change something, and you did change, yeah. and it paid off in in dividends. You know, well, well there's
3: one point before I, before I, sorry, but before I made that step like to move, I was like, look, you can either just quit now, be 0 and 4, and just feel shit mm. about it, mm. you know. Or you can just give it like another shot. Give it another shot. You know, go, go to this this team to New Wave. You know they all you've got some really good guys there. You know, great coaching. And I was like, give it, give it a go. You know, and, and I'm glad I did.
1: Mm. So, so I, I always yeah.
3: say to people is like,
1: whenever I talk about Noah, I'm like, the amount of people that start MMA and then they lose their first fight and they're like, yeah, I'm mm. out.
2: Mm. I'm out. Mm. Yeah.
1: You lose two fights. Your first two fights, yeah, you're definitely done. It. Yeah. Three fights, I think yeah, yeah. Noah's like, a, I wouldn't even say a one percent. I would say like a point one percent of yeah, so definitely. human beings. Now you got to think, mm.
0: like percentage of people in even the UK alone who know what MMA is, mm. yeah, who then train MMA, who then compete in MMA, mm. yeah, who then actually like come back after having their first fight in MMA. Again, yeah. it's like mm. so fragmented. Yeah, to fract- yeah. To fract- yeah. exactly. Because we know the community, it feels like so many people. It really yeah. Doesn't. To mm. lose your
2: first four
1: fights
0: I don't think people yeah. deep How mad they are uh,
2: And then to turn it around Yeah, yeah. I got really emotional Yeah I'm getting On his like On his pro debut Tom, I had Tommy to leave cried. the room Tommy cried <laughs> <laughs> I think I was talking I to him Tommy cried <laughs> You know I was giving him a pep talk He better never go <laughs> I, I, I was giving him a, I was giving him a pep talk But as I was giving it to him I was I was just seeing the whole journey because I remember his first time at the gym. He's like, I was still active. He came and I knew he fought. I, like, I really gave like gave like gave him a hard time, but just being with him through the whole journey, like, um, and we've done that walk so many times. And then to him being a pro debut, yeah, it's um, really profound for me. And um, just knowing everything he's had to go through to to get there and just what it took, he didn't have a, he didn't have an easy fight, not one easy fight mm. on the way up and um he he walked for every challenge, even his fight against, that fight against Stefano, he took on short notice like a higher weight class against yeah. a good guy mm. yeah. and he only lost because he jumped, he jumped guillotine yeah, in the yeah, third yes. round. I don't know, I don't you know. Even that,
0: if that's yeah. the biggest problem in the yeah. fight against that kind of Yeah, fan, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And then he he come up, he's he, 10 seconds, just go, just go and he's just throwing shots. Mm. You know, 10 yeah. more yeah. seconds, he rocked he him. him. as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And so we've just been on this whole um, journey. It's been, yeah.
1: I say, I say something it's a lot. Cool. I, I use, I am not. I use a hashtag. I say Tommy for president. <laughs> Tommy, yeah. Tommy for president. Can we get it on the screen? <laughs> get it trending.
2: Like new wave Gary V sort of thing. <laughs> but the thing is, with, with anyone you're you're coaching, it's you're, you're on there. You're, you're like a passenger. Mm. I'm on. You know, when I'm coaching you, it's your journey. It's not mine. You know, I'm just a mm. passenger, and you get to see. Everything that ju- it's never smooth. There's so many detours, and you're just with them every step of the way. And it's it's just his journey's been incredible. His Thank is cool, you. and there's lo- there's loads of journey. you know everyone's story. Mm, I know yeah. everyone's um, backstory. Even like like Dan, I hope like no, he started no, off no. like he he got bullied in school right and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then what does it take for someone to be a victim of bullying? to then turn yourself into a fighter to someone who if he was this person now would not be bullied at all. very confident very good with the banter very quick with it and you know phys- physically very able to defend himself it says it says a lot about him but mm-hmm. then to know that backstory, and then you're with him helping him prepare for a fight it all plays into it Every all their story and who they are plays into it and I know these guys like so, so it's always a very emotional mm. thing for me, and I always have to keep it down, down, down. But
0: that time, it was it was very I couldn't. Yeah. But that's the thing though. Those are the moments that are so important because this sport is fucking miserable. Yeah. Look, <laughs> yeah. like, we love it to be, it, yeah. it is miserable. You're taking a couple of shots. You're getting subbed by people who aren't oh, as good as fight. you. You're like, Do you know what? But mm. now what's going on? And <laughs> every
1: fighter's asked themselves like at least once, <laughs> like, why am I doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Like you're backstage, you're warming up, like, and then it's the cool down, but you're like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're next. It's like okay. <laughs> I <wish> I wasn't.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You get that moment when you're like actually <laughs> yeah. in the cage Yeah. and you're in, you and you're like, it feels a bit strange. it's mad How like, what get? am I what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, and Freak then you're courage. like this is me. And then you just switch on. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything goes quiet. But there is that like, That Mm. brief second, you realize how insane it is what you're about to do when that cage door shuts.
1: Nuts. (laughs) And then imagine that on the highest level. Sorry, but imagine that highest level in front of millions of people. Like, because the people that have openly spoken about, like NERS, like people like GSP and and Cowboy. Cowboy, yeah. Yeah. Imagine what they're thinking, because they're like really present and honest Mm -hmm. with themselves. They feel that, but then they're looking out. Like, Thousands of people in a the crowd, they're aware. Millions of people are around the world. He's looking across the cage against Clifton Conor mm. McGregor. The whole crowd's like, like, yeah, screaming. Yeah. He must be thinking, Oh my goodness,
0: mm. <laughs> but it's the aftermath as well. Like after you lose that mm. kind of fight, what could happen? Like, if we lose a fight, it's like, yeah, But if yeah. a few my pages, that might be about it. But they're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, stay off the internet for a while. Honestly, <laughs> what was that guy?
2: What was that guy you fought on? Um. K Joy South East, and he was trying to do the Michael
0: Michael oh, Page stuff. I remember stuff. that. Yeah. Or was it BCL? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 no, that yeah. one. Yeah, that was a of head, of head
3: cut, not cut. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, we were not name just for sake of yeah. well-being.
0: Yeah. Well, well <laughs> I, I, I've yeah.
2: just remembered his name, but I won't. Right. But yeah, he went viral, man. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's, he went that's what I
0: mean, though. When it comes to these situations, yeah. you do think going in there, what if I end up on these mm. kind of things? I end up on someone's highlight reel. Mm. And but um, we're saying about cricket matches now. Yeah. But and four, when it comes to like, you're at this point, it's like. If I just called it yeah. here, mm-hmm. what yeah. else could be? And then, again, the like, same one, with start negative records, it comes to, do I end up becoming this can, this journeyman? Mm-hmm. Where does my career go? Because you yeah. want to give yourself like, confidence, I'm better than this, mm-hmm. better than my record. Again, records are arbitrary. Yeah. Like yeah. jiu-jitsu competitions, you don't have a record. You just show up, you roll, go yeah. home, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thinking, oh, no, this guy is like 24 and 17. What? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good point unless yeah. you're an early jiu-jitsu guy and you get to count your jiu-jitsu matches yeah, yeah. 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 or Hicks and Gracie can count your street fights and your rolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 400 and 0. Punch. that's what we're talking about so 400 and 0 is his record he's like apparently counts his sparring rounds he oh. counts everything oh. how funny is that like Pele he counts his goals yeah. Yeah. yeah it's one of them ones um, what was I talking about? yeah, one thing I was saying about these sort of fight experiences my friend Stan has the best thing for it it was um, when you're fighting you're watching your own movie 'Cause it's like autopilot, you're just yeah, kind of yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that's weird. a good way of describing it. it's such an out of body experience. Yeah. It's intense. But yeah. man. Um so many things to get into. One thing I'm just constantly about is time and everything else. But mm-hmm. one thing is like from a coaching point of view, from your experiences, what advice would you give to yourself if you were about to walk out? I'll go with you first. Though.
1: Uh one of the main things I always say is uh two things I always say to people is first thing is no one's forced you to be here. Mm. no like you don't have to be no one's put a gun to your head and say listen you've got a go out you're here because you want to be here and immediately i feel like that takes some pressure off because it's like you're right like i'm here because i want to be here and second thing is go out and have fun express mm. yourself because like the minute you have fun and you relax that's when you uh, you show the best version of yourself mm. so those are like the two things i say and everything else is based mm. on how they are like mm. if, psychologically in their head and stuff like that where their mental space is at and then everything else is based on the fight. But those are the two main things I'd like to say.
0: One well, thing I want to go into before we go into that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny what you just said there about no one's making you beat. It's the opposite. They're trying to stop you getting there. Yeah. They make it no money. They make it really oh, hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. All the times, yeah, really yeah, yeah. you have to lose weight, everything to not do it. It's when horrible. you get to that point, it's like, oh. No wonder I don't feel like I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really, really hard. Yeah, It sucks. But we still do it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. so we still, <laughs> we still, it's, still it's do like, it. Like, <laughs> I'm in the sports hall in the in my short shorts, ready to get in a fight for some reason. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. For no reason. <laughs>
1: literally. <Yeah. laughs> for literally no reason.
0: For <laughs> experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd would, I would probably tune, like, how I felt the last time I fought was was amazing. I, I It was like I'd got to that point where it was like embrace the nerves. So you feel nervous all the time and there's I think the first time you feel it you reject it, before you've you fought before and you, the first time you fight you reject the nerves, second time you try and reject them. I really just wore them like a suit of armour, like a cloak. Like I really embraced them. Whenever I felt nervous, I would be shadow boxing, I'd have music on. I'd just embrace the nerves and accept them. So that's one thing I, I always say say to the fighters now is accept the nerves, embrace them that it's normal and you need to feel it. You perform like you perform really well with nerves, I think, depending on how you mm-hmm. use them. And then, yeah, have fun. It's the last thing I always say to these guys, have fun, express yourself, always. And I know that the last time I fought, that is, I'd embrace the nerves and I, I was looking to enjoy the fight. I was
0: really looking. And it, it was sick. I, lo- I loved mm-hmm. that fight. It was fun. That's the thing. It is fun. Yeah, like it's so hard to remember it when it's really tough. It's like this is actually
2: sick. no. I haven't felt anything <laughs> better. It's the best high, it, and I could just imagine yeah. that as you keep scaling up, the high is higher mm, and mm, higher. Mm, mm. You do get that post fight depression. A couple of yeah, days later, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. But like it's it's such a um, oh it's it's an amazing. You like floating. Mm, you're above no everything else. Like there's nothing. You're
0: just you're so present in the moment. Mm, mm. You know. i gonna talk about post fight depression after a fight when you have like junk food and it's shit. Yeah, yeah, that is the worst. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm craving this chocolate. It's Just feel a bit. I think for me, it's that
2: point where like you've been, you know, like after you fight and it's been a good fight. Everyone, loads of people talk to oh, you. How the fight was sick. What's your name? Who are you? People chatting to you. Um, you go to the gym. Everyone. And then, oh, you well go, done, well done. then you, so go, and and well done, you go to the shop. Right, like, and it's like, oh, it's two pound fleas. It's just a normal, you realize, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah I'm
3: was a normal yeah.
0: guy. Yes, yeah. no one, no one, no one knew what I was doing last night. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen,
3: right,
0: whenever we fight in um, Birmingham, in the Edge Bass, in the cricket ground mm-hmm. in Birmingham, there's like an Audi next door. And the point I make to myself and anyone fighting is you could be a world champion in here, and two minutes later, you go down there be like, hey, who are you? Yeah, yeah. What's going on yeah, yeah. The all big world of this sport, this fight, is everything. Like, I don't know about mm, you guys, when yeah. you get a fight, but it's the march, and all It's after this, I can't book anything around. Yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah, in my yeah. world, it's the biggest thing is mm. I've got fights in. Yeah. 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 No, one no one cares No one gives a shit Most <laughs> 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 people wouldn't try And sell tickets Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's when you find out Who your friends are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always on fight
3: oh, I get ticket
0: wake... Fight day Day before the fight Oh can I get oh, that can I watch, What, time are, what oh. time are you on What time are you on What time are you on What time are you on so, oh, man. I can find out Get them Wait. Yeah,
3: That's away. the thing I hate the most Tickets. Right, I do mm. tickets like, It's the worst out. You know it's Just want to concentrate Cutting this <laughs> weight You know but, you know, your advice for, like, yourself walking out, what sort of thing would you always
0: say to yourself before you're getting...
3: Pretty much the same as what Tommy was saying, really. Just, it's an opportunity to express yourself, like, through fighting. Because I don't think there's anything more honest than, than fighting, mm. fighting, to be mm. honest. Like, and that's what I love about it as well. It's just, you can't really hide anything in there. Like, all the work you've put in, you know, the preparation... Uh, anything you're holding back it's just it's going to show itself in there so yeah just express yourself when you go in there and you know let it let it all flow you know don't hold anything back
0: i think something you said there about the expression of it the art of it yeah something like again i don't know about you guys but saying like martial artists sort of thing i find mm. a bit pretentious but like what it actually is is that kind of expression like the style mm. it's like like you said there about when it comes to striking out the clinch it's not mm-hmm. specifics it's the your, the way, your way of doing it, your reasoning, your application, your energy. Mm. And I said, embracing the nerves. Like, that was a huge thing for my last one. It was so much fun. And it wasn't trying to resist. It, it wasn't like, let's try and yeah, relax. Yeah, try yeah. and be calm. Let's so mm-hmm. just have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. with the last one, I was like a last minute replacement, different It's Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got to a fight regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I wait, like, let's just have a fight. I give a shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, didn't get the result. I didn't care. it. Do you find because <laughs> it was last minute, there's less pressure on yourself? Yeah, but the whole thing was just like, for anything, mm-hmm. Prepared for anything and back and to like anyone could pull out any moment. The whole yeah. thing is more just it's amateur. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
3: fight. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's
0: just mm. fun. Like that's it though because when you put the weight of the world on your shoulder like oh god I've got a negative record on the worst thing I should give up. Isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. No, that does, doesn't idea. matter. Yeah. Man. Literally it's just fun. Yeah. Like, amateur is like a testing ground. Like you, I, I, I say to people you should be... I know it sound, this, is, this is going to sound controversial, but I feel like you should be actively looking to lose at amateur because mm. that's when you know you you're taking the right fight mm. if you're if you're looking to win every fight, like there's certain gyms not saying any gyms mm-hmm. but like they actively look look, to, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, yeah. look to, totally for wins yeah. yeah I think we all know who we're talking about here <laughs> mm. they're, they're actively <laughs> looking for wins, and they pad their records, and I don't understand that amateur.
0: Yeah I've seen on only cans. <laughs> you know, oh, side like, note yeah. for everyone: I'm not only. Cans. Uh, only I've been cans. accused of being only cans a few times. I'm not. That's too nasty. He's, <laughs> he's doing God's work. That's not me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I feel. I feel like you should be looking to lose. Like again, it sounds. Mm. It sounds yeah. stupid and controversial know, when you, you, you hear it, on it. But yeah, if you look yeah, into the too. what I'm saying, yeah, you should be. You should be looking for tests.
0: 100 well, percent. This is sort of the point. You know, the idea is like an open mat in like Jiu-Jitsu for example, you roll with the same guys all the time, mm. here's my game, you know what I do, you know, mm, So, far, mm, but mm. you roll with someone else from another gym. Mm. Like prime example, we were meant to have matches at um, Nova, I ended up getting like yeah. a flu, whatever it was, and that sort of thing, it's just okay, we just show up, we roll, see what happens and go on. Mm. get on with it. Because mm, mm. it's MMA, it's like, oh no, it's deeper. So in like, Yeah, but it's, you do it all the time anyway, it's a mm. difference. Mm. It's not personal. Mm. There's so much going on anyway. Before we um wrap up, regards of like shout outs and people anyway, so sponsors, you guys, not sure who's got sponsored by who or anyone you want to shout out, Jims and
1: sort of things. Um no not your sp- new wave, bigger. No sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um again, Tommy for president. But I just, the only person I wanna really want to shout is um, as I said, my, I I say he's like my everything guy. He's like my he looks after my strength and conditioning, my nutrition, my physio, my rehab, everything. As I said, since I've been with him, that I've not had a single injury. So just Marlon Anthony, um, look him up, look him up. Those of you, the people in the gym that have seen me work with him, like, mm. they've seen, like, I am the most injury-prone guy ever. Not a single injury in the last six months. So, yeah, that's it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine would just be the, the guy, the fighters at the gym, just keep showing up, keep working hard. Um, Christian and Colin for giving me the opportunity to to coach these guys, you know, because, like, if you look at I wouldn't have a C V without without mm, them. Mm. You know, I would have come to another gym. Oh, can I coach? I'd like, well, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Um but I've been able to build um a solid reputation um through these guys and um now I feel very very trusted and it's cool. It's been a very good canvas to work with. So shout out to the fighters for putting in the work and Christian and Colin. I'll quickly piggyback
1: off that is special mention to Tommy as well because without him, he took me under his wing basically. Mm. Um he Took me on his wing, literally showed me everything I know about coaching and allowed
0: me to build a platform and become a coach myself. So, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> don't cry.
3: The side
0: note, Dan was the one who suggested getting Tommy and making this podcast a thing. So, you know, he's Tommy for president. Tommy for president. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Noah, any sort of sponsors you want to shout out? Anyone yeah, president?
3: I just want to shout out uh, Maula. Uh, there you go, Fred. Mola. Yeah, you are in it as well. That's
0: it, my man. Fred. Yeah. So, Fred spons- sponsored the podcast early. He's always been supportive of everyone and, like, his pricing is too cheap, he's too nice for so everyone. Make sure he affordable, a good guy for it. Make sure someone actually supports him, gets some nice like, orders in. Take all the stock out, anything, just, you know, support him. I think he's
3: top quality. Yeah, bottom. top quality. Mm. Like, the gloves as well, they've lost ages. Like, mm. yeah, for sparring all the time, I use them. So, I want to shout out ICBD. I've been with them for about six months now with great ICBD products. And um, my management as well, VA Box Management so yeah thank you to to all those people
0: fantastic shout out to the podcast sponsor the english hypnotist when it comes to the mental side of training you guys are a testament you've got your own ways of processing mm-hmm. it but it's a very important factor it's something that can be your best friend or your worst enemy mm. and i want to work with richard Hart, the english hypnotist who sponsored podcasts, podcast and I, I paid out my own money for my camp for last time and it mm. made a world of difference mm-hmm. processing the emotions the nerves all these sort of things it's a very tailored experience and I benefit so much from it. I think everyone should at least have a conversation just to see how much they can sort of open up their surroundings. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thank you guys so much for today. And I think so. Thank, you. thank you. More in the future in the training as well. But, yeah. Yes, thanks a, cheers, thanks a lot, so man. Cheers. Thank you.